0: Welcome to another episode of Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced level works one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. Every week, we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road to this goal, ranging from the 18th century all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little more informed and appreciative of classical music. This is episode 16.2, the second episode in a series where we are examining the visible color spectrum and the influence of color on our minds and our music. We're exploring this idea through the collection of piano solos by Kevin Olson, called Impressions on Color. Last week, we focused on blue, with a work that was written as a serene ballad. This week, we're going to jump across the spectrum to another one of the three primary colors. Red. Red is the visible color with the longest wavelength. It's also the color with arguably the longest history. Red pigment made from natural clay ochre was used in prehistoric art like cave paintings. It was also used in ceremonies by the ancient Egyptians and the Mayans to color their faces. Roman soldiers painted their bodies red to celebrate victory, and the Chinese used red to color pottery and their palace walls. During the Renaissance, red symbolized nobility and wealth, and it accented the clothes of the aristocracy. And in more recent history, red became the symbolic color of communism and socialism, the dominant color of the flags of Russia, China, and Vietnam. While humans and primates are able to see the color red, many mammals, including dogs, cannot. A leading evolutionary theory proposes that primates developed this ability to see red in order to distinguish ripe fruit from other inedible vegetation. Surprisingly, another animal that cannot see red is the bull. And even though the traditional matador cape is red, the bull is actually provoked by the cape's movement and not its color. Red light was also historically used as safe light in dark rooms, as red light does not expose most photographic papers. Red, it's the color of blood, fire, rubies, strawberries, apples, grapes, cherries, tomatoes, peppers, roses, poinsettias, lobsters, cardinals, ladybugs, stop signs, mars, maple leaves in the fall, fire engines, Mario's hat, Iron Man, Superman's cape, fast cars, boxing gloves, carpets at special events, big dogs named Clifford, Elmo, and it's also the rarest hair color, at only 1-2% to of the population. Even though red is the color of blood, Goethe did not associate red with the sanguine temperament in his theory of color. Red was Goethe's color for beauty and it was incorporated into both the choleric temperament and the melancholic temperament. The choleric temperament of yellow bile is the one of reason, associated with the element of fire, and is also linked to the color orange, meaning noble. And the melancholy temperament is the temperament of black bile, associated with the element of earth also linked to the color of purple, meaning unnecessary. Although Goethe may not have linked the color red with blood in his theory, many other people throughout history have, and the strong associations of the color red are often linked to blood. Red is the color most commonly associated with heat, activity, passion, sexuality, anger, love, joy, danger, and courage. In China and many other Asian countries, it is also the color symbolizing happiness and good fortune. So as you can see from that listing, red is a pretty paradoxical color. It's the color of love, sure, but it's also the color of hate at the same time. We have the idiom of seeing red in English which means somebody's blinded by anger. And in ancient Roman times, red was the color of Mars, the god of war. Perhaps the best association with the color of red is passion, as passionate emotion can run its own spectrum of love all the way to hate. And somewhere in between this passion spectrum is the red associated with embarrassment, If you have a young child in your household, you may have seen the recent Disney movie Turning Red about a young girl who transforms into a giant red panda when she's experiencing embarrassment. Perhaps you've seen it every day for the past three months at the relentless demand of your three-year-old. No, just me, huh? Red's association with passion might stem from the fact that red is the color that elicits the strongest response in humans. Throughout art, fashion, and advertising, red is used to draw the human eye where you want it. The color red also has a dark side. Throughout Christian theology, red is strongly associated with sin, seduction, and the devil. We still commonly use the phrase, caught red-handed, to indicate someone in the process of committing a sin. In the book of Revelation, the Antichrist appears as a red monster, ridden by a woman dressed in scarlet. And speaking of scarlet, the classic novel, The Scarlet Letter, is about a puritanical society that ostracizes a woman by having her wear a scarlet A on her clothing, branding her as an adulterer. Red is also the color of prostitution, as in the red light districts of the world, most notably in Amsterdam. Of all the things that are linked to the color red, I think it is best described as the color of intense emotion. This is not by any definition a color of subtlety. So let's take a look at how Kevin Olson interprets red musically. Under the title, Impressions on Red, Olson includes four adjectives. Energetic, Powerful, Assertive, and Passionate. So he's clearly on the same page as the standard interpretations of the color. He decided to write the piece in the key of C major. The Key of Innocent Happiness. Completely Pure, Simple, and Naive the key of children, free of burden, full of imagination, powerful resolve, and earnestness. C major is linked to the color of noble gold, which is not red, admittedly, but hold on. As we talked about, Goethe linked red to the choleric temperament, along with the color of orange, meaning noble. So Noble Gold feels like a cousin to Red. It's not too far off. C major is like the sun, with austerity and grandiosity, bright and hopeful. One of the most classic piano pieces written in the key of C major is one that we've actually already discussed on this podcast, way back in the second episode, Bach's Prelude in C Major. Pure, simple, bright, austere. Couldn't agree more. I can see the noble gold color in C major. Olson's impressions on red manifests as a piece marked fast, set in the noble key of C major, and the first adjective he uses to describe red is energetic. So in order to keep this energy moving, Olsen constantly alternates the meter, sometimes even measure by measure. In fact, in this six-page piece, the meter changes a whopping 76 times, if I counted correctly. I'll show you a common example. Let's take a listen to the main theme of the piece in the opening bars. This theme alternates between 7-8 time and 4-8 time, measure by measure. That means that the first measure has 7 beats, while the next measure has 4 beats. Here we'll slow things down a bit. Listen for the 7 beats in this measure. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Then the next measure changes things up to 4 beats. 1, 2, 3, 4. This pattern continues throughout the main theme, with the meter changing every other measure. This sets off a kind of unstable ground and forces the piece to keep moving and keeps the energy level up. Let's hear that main theme again at the appropriate tempo, and try to keep in mind this alternating between 7 and 4 and 7 and 4. The unstable meter is a key feature throughout this entire piece, changing not only from 7-8 to 4-8, but also 3-4 time and 6-8 time gets thrown in as well. Here's an example of 6-8 time, that 1-2-3-4-5-6 feel. The piece also builds by taking its theme, which you heard in the beginning, and recalling it towards the end, but two octaves higher this time. And the piece closes with a full embodiment of the color of red, with an explosive, passionate finale marked Fortissimo. This is Impressions on Red by Kevin Olson. high energy, and passion. Next week, we're going to dial things down a notch and explore the calming world of green. You can find the standalone recording of the piece we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at PianoRhapsody or email me at piano at gmail.com if you haven't already the best way to support the podcast is to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating or leaving a five star review it's the easiest way to never miss a new episode and it helps the podcast gain more visibility thanks as always for your time and your ears and remember the piano keys are black and white but they sound like a million colors in your mind.